It's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. Welcome to another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. I'm Andy Lewis, joined by my Papa T-Sauce, or Tim Lewis, otherwise known. Hey, Dad, welcome. Hey, uh, thanks. I'm stoked, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to hang out and talk with you and record another episode for the fans. I just don't know how... <laughs> There's not going to be, this may be a short episode, guys, because, uh, yeah. I mean, if you did watch the race, you know that it was kind of a dud and an otherwise quite exciting season. And Is that like a, is that like a milk dud or a, a dark chocolate dud a, a or like a, like, a, like a deuce dud? Deuce dud. <laughs> Um, which re- I mean, I, I mean, we talked about this briefly. I think uh, Sunday after the race, but um, I was just so look. I I look forward so much to Azerbaijan. It's one of my absolute favorite races on the on the circuit or on the calendar. It's just got it's got so much good stuff. It's high speed. It's got some cool tight stuff. Um, and it usually always quite delivers on usually quite exhilarating races. Very you know, hectic and chaotic. And I think even Crafty and uh, was it Duresta that was with him this weekend? Yeah, yeah, Duresta. They were they were both even, they commented on it. And a lot of the, uh, the other podcasts that I listened to and stuff, the other F1 people, I, I just heard a really common thing of like, man, it was a real... Not, oh, hum. Just, yeah, no, I guess, I guess we're not what I was expected. It's not like nothing happened. I mean... Quite a bit happened, yeah. and we have stuff to talk about. And we're going to get into it, but I just have to say, I was—I mean, I was so disappointed, especially after the the awesome Monaco that we had and the awesome Spain that we had. Two tracks that are not usually super exciting, and then I was like, "Man, I can't. What's going to happen in Azerbaijan?" And apparently, just a lot of cars going kablooey. <laughs> what? What did David Hobbs used to say? Uh, kablamo. Uh, blammo. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I, we're just going to go through it in in uh, finishing order or what should have been finishing order. We got I mean, we got to talk about what happened to Ferrari and and what happened to Perez and how does everything just seem to most oftentimes work out for Max? I just I'm still scratching my head on <laughs> on, on what happened there and why well, let's 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 start with let's start with Ferrari. What's going on at Ferrari? We we there's there's definite now confirmed huge reliability issues. Yeah, you know that kind of reminds me of a little tune. What's by the way? What tune is that? Remember, I want you to think back to Saturday Night Live with a young guy named Keenan. Is that it? Oh, what up with that? What up with that? What up with that? I don't think you have to think back. I think that's still a character he does. I think they still do that from time oh, to time. Oh, okay. Oh, what up well, with that? Yeah, man. Um, but what up with that? 80% of the cars that had DNFs this race were Ferrari-powered. And not all were mm. supposedly power-related. Uh, they said Perez was hydraulic. But that doesn't make me feel any better. Like, is that... And they still either Ferrari is being secretive, which it's it's uncharacteristic of them. Usually, they're not ones to to do this, but they still haven't really officially um, released what happened to science in um, Spain. And it's not like they have a ton of time to really look into what happened at for both cars um, this past weekend in Azerbaijan because we're straight into Montreal. Um, which is another high speed. Uh, what is it? I think it's more than eighty percent. May may even be more than eighty five percent of Montreal is flat out. So you have high speed and heavy yeah. braking, and another street circuit. So you I'm, are correct. I'm 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 afraid that we might see a quite a big repeat of what happened here. Like, yeah. Boy, did you hear that? 
on that replay when when that big clunk that happened with the sign pulled off. Yeah. And he was and he was pissing out that hydraulic fluid all over the place. Yeah. What that sounded that was a big clunk. It's so that sounded broke. Yeah, it was, and it's just so depressing. Like, how is science going to come back from this? Like, what are we going to, like, I'm, I'm really feeling for the guy. Like, it's like if he's like he's just got some sort of funk on him, bad luck or whatever. But he can't catch a break. He really can't catch a break. I don't know. I, I think he's borderline becoming a shit magnet, basically. I, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, it's either maybe it's either maybe there'll be a new category liability. What? Yeah, let's have a new, new new category of who who who, had, um, who is wearing the shirt magnet this week? Who is? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we could we could knit him a, a fancy tam shanter to wear around the circuit and saying I'm a shit magnet. Yeah, whatever. That could be another. But when we he has merch, been. I'm, it, I'm the shit magnet. We can make a I'm the shit magnet sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know oh, if you guys Lord. want I'm the shit magnet stickers or 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 don't be a shit magnet. <laughs> Something. Oh, that would be kind of along the lines of don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be yeah, Stroll. Okay. <laughs> don't be Horner. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> All right. Don't, so let's don't be uh, don't be you uh, You're stopping. Let's Boy. let's get into what happened to Perez. How did Perez who? I was man. I was so stoked. He he was absolutely on fire this weekend. He dominated, uh. dominated this weekend, and then and then out out qualified Max again. I just love. I love when when what when Perez got pole earlier on. What was that at? Was that at what race did he get pole at? Um, what race did he get pole at? Australia? Was it Australia? Um, I don't know. I think it was no. the Transylvanian. I think it was in the Transylvanian Grand Prix. I don't know. I'm old, remember? Anyways, when, when Stroll got, when, when Perez got pole, and they're like, he'll probably be the only time he outqualifies Max, and now he's done it again, and just looked mm -hmm. all out. Well, he's done it twice now. Well, I guess he got, he got pole in... In, he's gotten it several two times because he got it in Monaco. Or no, he but he didn't he didn't get pulled, but he out qualified Max. Sorry, my my, my mistake. I don't know what I'm thinking here. Let so me he, let me go. <laughs> he's out qualified Max now four times, three times this season, and yeah, so, he did it in Monaco. There's been some asterisk, asterisks next to that, but. I think Perez is really, really looking on form. And then pass Leclerc on the opener uh, down into turn one. Really beautiful move. And and then rocketed away. But apparently the guy who's usually super good at looking after his tires just baked him. I, mm. Is what is what everybody think is what happens, and I mean he he was complaining about rear grip, and Azerbaijan is a rear limited circuit. You need that rear grip to power you out of all those ninety degree turns, the slow turns, mm -hmm. and he, so he, but I feel like he's also under pressure to have to do that because if Max is right behind him, and he's not significantly ahead of Max, they will switch him. You just got to know that to be true. And he's knows that. Mm -hmm. And it's such a bummer. But then I also can't help but notice that both of, of Perez's pit stops seem to be several seconds longer than Max's. Coincidence or superstition or a, yeah. a conspiracy theory. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think that Red Bull, no, there's no way Red Bull would purposefully do that. But I wonder if there's just some sort of like, it do, it doesn't really ever seem to happen to Max is all I'm saying. Yeah, when it comes to the magnet factor. <laughs> yeah. that, on that one, that one pit stop, it was the rear jack that wasn't right. Yeah. He had a 5.7 still time. Yeah. Which isn't I mean yeah. even for the new pit stops that's a that's a long pit stop. 
oh, it's at least, you know, double what they usually are. Especially Red I mean, Bull. That's Red like, Bull's a pretty, they're usually the one of the more consistent pit crews. Right. They have a very good pit I crew. See, I see here that Alpine had the fastest pit stop in Azerbaijan <laughs> this time. We, so. Yeah, we we'll get to uh, we'll get to them because they they looked they were fast they were definitely the fastest down the straights. Oh, yeah. Everybody had a everybody had a trouble catching them. But so then, mm. I also was wondering personally what happened with Perez Leclerc on the first round of pit stops under the VSC for Science when Leclerc comes into pit. I guess Perez was supposed to pit then as well. Um, and he had just, when VSC went on to, um, when, when, when they got the notice in the cars and everything for VSC and they said, okay, come in box, box. He, he was, he had already passed the line for, to go into the pit. He, he missed his pit window and he's right. He couldn't do it. And then instinctually Leclerc just pitted once he saw VSC, he pitted. And then, um, so it was supposed to be a, a pit stop for, for Perez then, but he, he missed, he, it just timing didn't work out. Cause I was wondering, cause I remember, I remember Crofty and, or whoever the, the correspondent is that's usually in the pits. He said, he, I do see, I, he saw, he's like, I see Red Bull, uh, pit crew out of the garage. And I just, they were like, he was wondering if that was a dummy trying to bait Leclerc in, but it, I guess it didn't matter. Leclerc was going to come in. He made that call. Leclerc is very good at, like, he he really controls his race usually. Um, mm. More, I think he's one of the, one of, like, he, he, he'll, he'll kind of has an eye on that strategy, and he knows that, hey, we got to do this. We got to jump him in the pits. Um, plus, I mean, I feel like, you know, it is it is half the time. A VSC pit stop, they said, was ten. It's it's good for ten seconds over, um, over a full speed pit stop. Right. Yeah. That 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 delta they talk about of, you know, you look to get twenty seconds or so ahead on average. Yeah. To uh, to be able to maintain your position when you come back out of the pits, but on a when the virtual safety cars run and it's. You only have to have about a 10-second, 11-second lead. What is to it, be able 40, to, 40%, I think, is what they have to decrease their deltas? Yeah. It's, that they're, it's sector yeah, by think, sector, though. So it's not that they're like they're consistently going, because they, they will fluctuate in their speed, but they have to maintain a delta. It's not a consistency. Yeah. I've always wondered, is there like a switch that's flipped? Everybody's... I think they'll get sector times that they have to meet. Um, yeah, okay. And I think that was a problem, like... They can they they can they know that too. Like there was that that part in in qualifying with Hamilton, where Hamilton was going slow, and he says, "Respect the deltas. You're gonna get you're gonna get penalized for that." Uh huh. Yeah, so, I remember that. So they have access to that on their it'll it'll show that in their on their little screens on their steering wheels. Um, I think, it, but I don't think it's like a pit limiter button where like you just hit that button and it locks it in because I don't think it needs to be a set speed. As mm. but it, it just needs to you, your your delta times need to reflect a forty percent decrease or something like that. Can you imagine how hard that'd be? Yeah, just like you come off the highway when you've been on the highway for several hours and you and you're driving around trying to find a gas station. Yeah, it seems like you just go so slow. Yeah. The next thing you know. You're, you're speeding like crazy on the, in a city street because it just is that. Can you, one more thing they have to deal with. Well, I, I mean, I always, I always try and refrain, like constantly remind my brain of that. That like, because we, I think even as fans of the sport, we get, you know, desensitized. Like, because what they were doing, that they clocked the the Alpine was the speed trap winner, and I think it was like two hundred and twenty six. Well, three hundred forty nine KPH though. KPH. Which let's see. It's in the two hundred and twenty two. Yeah, it's 
it's pushing 220 miles per hour. Which is, I mean, insane. And then, yeah, like, that's so fast. But then you remember, like, even, like, their pit lane speed is limited. It, their spit, pit limiter is usually 50. Like, think about how fast 50 miles an hour is. Like, in that, yeah. like, that, like, and your, your inches away, like, when you see them pull out of the, out of their spots and, you know, unsafe release and all those stuff in the, like, that's 50. They're going 50. And there's, and there's dudes just four feet away, just standing out there too, getting ready yeah, to get like, another car. And it's like going around, like going 50 in a school zone where the kids are all out of school and the buses are pulling out. And Yeah. You'd call that person a psychopath, crazy person if they were doing that, you know? And then that's just, I like, agree. they're just like, they're like, that's like the slowest and calmest they are, you know? And then I even saw, I saw another little thing, a, a little GQ thing or some, uh, some YouTube video with Danny Rick where he was talking about how they get their water and stuff, which I, they have like these little straws that go through their helmets and into their helmets and it just sits off to the side. And he talks about, you know, when it, when we have a, a free moment going down the streets, I'll just reach my hand up and move my nozzle and take a drink and then put it back. And it's just like, it's just, it's just nuts to me, the bandwidth, or you hear it sometimes too, when they're, when they're talking on their radio, they're, they're calm, they seem calm, you know, and they're doing something that, you know, so few people can do. It's just, it just, every now and then it still just catches me off guard and I, I remind myself. And you know, they're in the middle of the race. Yeah. And, and the average heart rate during a race is 160 beats per minute. And which, is, just, which is that um, a marathon runner? I want to remind, like, yeah. that into contact, like a and marathon. It's like runner. they're hardly out of breath. Yeah, you it, know, which does like constitute or highlight those races that seem very difficult. Like when we, like when we saw Miami, and I bet you will see it when we go to Singapore. Um, those re like when they're like really tired and and they look spent, you're like, holy cow! You but you guys are superheroes. <laughs> like you don't. No. You don't sweat. <laughs> like you just got you just got out of doing like the like such physically and mentally exhausting things and they're like they're just like one little wet hair, you know, and you're like Yeah. Meanwhile yeah. meanwhile I, I go up a flight of stairs and the guy like, you know, Rachel's like, Did you just go run a mile? But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you remember when when we used to go to that those indoor karting places? Oh yeah. When mom when mom and I still lived in Denver. I tell you, I, I, I had to, like one lap, and I had to back out. I, my arms and shoulders were so tired. I was so short of breath. Yeah, and that's just. I like, was so dry in the mouth, I thought I was going to die. That's like 40, and, 40 mile an hour, you know? Yeah. I go, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> so, wow, man, we went on a huge tangent there. But getting back to the race. Yeah. I think Russell or uh, th there was there's something I don't still quite understand where Max's pace came from in the race and how he got um how he did how he was so much faster than Perez besides other than him cooking those tires and then those two pit stops that were tectonically long um yeah but it, it just seemed uh, like such a such a want want like I really expected Perez to to come away with the win on that. I was so like jonesing for it too. Like I was expecting a Perez one, Leclerc two. I was hoping for a science three, but I was settled for Max in third on the podium. But um, yeah, I think I think that would be a good yeah. And instead, we had Max comfortably win. He had he had a twenty second gap to Perez. The only the only like caveat to that was um, that Perez got the fastest lap. Max did, and Max tried and didn't get it. He couldn't get it. He was like three one hundredths of a second too slow. And yeah, then, that works. And I was like, good. You don't need it. Um, I just hope that I mean it's 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 crazy that we're like I'm bummed for a Sergio Perez P two that's like that's crazy but it, I just he was <laughs> so much he looked so much better all weekend to to Max and it was just such a bummer and then to and then to lose both Ferraris 
I mean, I'm. It's like not only did that bump me out for the race because that just made I was like, well, crap, you know. But it, it's 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 a blow to the season, honestly. Like there's that's a huge, that's a huge gap to come back from. Oh gosh, no doubt. But Leclerc I mean, you know, Red Bull forty, you know, no thirty. 34 points behind Max now. That's big. But it's not like it's not like Red Bull is immune from reliability stuff either. No, but it's it's interesting how they flipped like that. That Max had those two DNFs in in a run of three races at the beginning of the season and then and then now Ferrari or Leclerc has had his uh Three, um, three run th- or two DNFs in a run of three races as well. It just sucks because Leclerc's been on such good form in qualifying. Like he's gotten pole position in the last four races, and not not and then not one. Like that's just crazy to think about. That it, yeah, and it's, it, it's uh, yeah, it is. And it and it's not him. It's not his fault. That's why I also feel like, what's the mental? What's his mental outlook now too? Like he, he I mean, you saw it in the interviews this weekend. He was so, like he, he said, I'm, I have gutted. I have no what do they say? Yeah, gutted. Yeah, yeah. That's a favorite term on that circuit. Very. It's what we're saying. It was a six P one for Leclerc, fourth in a row. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, and yet he never he doesn't he's never finished above fourth. No, he got second. I I I was wrong in that. He got second in um, Miami, but still, still to not to not convert those poles to wins, and and a lot of them were not his fault. They weren't driver error. It was either box, right, yeah, strategy I mean, or reliability. Yeah, between the strategy and the reliability. Is Ferrari going to be? Is Ferrari even going to be in P two at the end of the season? It's, well, and that's that's the that's the concern. Is they are now a hundred and eighty points, or no, not a hundred. I'm sorry, eighty points behind Red Bull and mm-hmm. constructors, and. Mercedes is closer to Ferrari than Ferrari is to Red Bull now with their with for with Mercedes strong finish. And really, thanks to Russell, let's be real. <laughs> I uh I, I it it needs it needs to be discussed that Russell is having an absolute amazing debut season at Mercedes. Barring Brilliant. like barring the circumstances, it's it's probably the one of the the bet like the best he could actually hope for. He has still well, yet then, to finish below P five. Remind you that in eight races. Yeah, and he's podium boy to la- this last week, and but also Lewis was uh, driver of the day. I mean, you I, know, coming up to fourth from seventh, and then you saw him in that car too, like in that car, and you saw him. I mean, he just barely crawled out of that cockpit. I, I mean, he was hammered. I, I don't doubt. Well, the, I, I mean, I, there was a lot of people that was like, well, that's on for a show. and But he said that that was the most <laughs> difficult race he's ever done. And I, I, I feel like you could hear it on some of the onboard radios. Like, that didn't sound fake to me. And then I, and then I heard that, though, like, when just think about when they're going down the road, uh, down that mile and a two miles straight or whatever. It's the longest straight. No, it's a, it's, it's a mile to two uh, kilometers. But I mean, a, a, mile, a mile. And every time you hear that sound, yeah, that's the yeah. car slamming into the, to the pavement at a tune of six G's. So that there's no way that feels six good. Six. Six G's is where that's why fighter pilots have the G suit. Yeah. Because you can't, without them, it's tough to maintain consciousness. I thought that was above above nine or above seven or eight. Well. But still, it's a well, lot. That's more than a roller coaster. The most, 
the most intense roller coaster that you can ride in the states is I think it's five five and a half G's at its at its most at that's when it's coming down at the, off of its biggest drop though. And so there, and he's reporting I don't know. double or, or 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 another G more than that, just slamming. And it's not, but it's not just like one. It's not like a, a heavy braking zone because they'll get they'll get six plus G's in braking, like breaking into a turn one. Well, or I thought it was like five G's under hard braking. And no, man, these new cars they'll have lateral G loads of five. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But this is where you're hammered on your boot on your butt. You know, you know, he's slamming nuts. At, like there's some nut pinching going on there. That safety belt you're slamming. Plus, he, every time, man, they cut to him getting in his car. <laughs> they always do it, and he's like, he's like getting them boys in position. And I mean, that's got to. He needs to get that underwear that they advertise on TV with the perfect ballins. Me undies, me undies. Sponsor our podcast. We'll, 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 well, I mean, yeah, you undies. I don't know For the that name of the brand. Perfect falling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like th- there's no way that feels good, and and it's gotten to the point where there's been calls from multiple drivers. Danny Rick was one. Russell was one. Magnuson was one. Where, I mean, they uh that they they need to do something about this. It's it's literally unsafe. There was uh they they didn't they were talking about this on the race. They had a really good little thing to say about it, but they didn't say which driver, but they were talking to one driver who saw the medical their medical guy afterwards and that he was diagnosed with with nerve damage or like nerve strain or something. Like it's that Oh, you mean like uh spinal nerve yeah. Compression, yeah. Shot, uh, like, contusion. Yeah. Well, like, sure. And so I wonder how many G's. I wonder how far six G's. I wonder what kind of a fall landing on your ass. How many feet in the air you are landing on your ass would equal a six G bump? Yeah. I wonder if somebody could put that in perspective. I am. At, I mean. Yeah, I mean, just falling out of a chair hurts like hell, right? Right. And then you did that, and then they did that for what, fifty-seven laps or sixty-seven laps? Yeah. And that's and then and there's multiple long straights at Azerbaijan. Oh yeah, it's like they, a like a two pogo. to three is long as well. Well, you saw him in the cockpit. It's like like a pogo stick. Bum, 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 bum. But. Um, I forget. I think it was Mark Hughes brought it up on uh, on the race podcast. He said we also have, or uh, yeah, I think I don't know. One of them brought up that you know there's also you know there's a lot of been a lot of research done into like you know the brain trauma that they're learning that whatever you know you can get concussed and stuff in football from not just not being hit in the head, right. but also just a, a really hard body tackle can do it. And and what what could the could could these drivers be subjecting themselves to long term, not just these you know short term sore back for a week or so. Um, they're subject they could be subjecting themselves to long term brain damage or you know what what is the what is the brain disorder that it's, football players get? CT or uh, something chronic concussive syndrome or something like that. Like they call it CT though, right? Or something short like that. CT, something like that. Um, oh, I don't know. Anyways, so they're petitioning to to maybe change the regulations to allow for some active damping or um, some something to be done. And then you know the outspoken critics, Christian Horner being chief of one of them. Says, you know, that's not that's not fair. Like they 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 could solve the problem and make it more comfortable for their drivers. Just raise the right height of the car, and it's true that they can. Like that would immediately solve all the problems. But then you're looking at second second and a half a lap, two seconds a lap disadvantage. They're just running that much slower. And there's I hate to say this. There's part of me that that agrees with Horner. I mean, I I mean it all is in the position of where you are, right? If you're Red Bull. Or Alphatari, or one of these other teams that that has a, a pretty good handle on this. There, you're not going to want 
concessions made for the people who who didn't figure it out. That is the sport. And there is an argument to be said about, you know, this is a dangerous sport. No nobody's under nobody who's in motorsport and has gotten to this level doesn't think they're not going to get hurt. But I think it's that intentional or 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 being able to do something about it and not it's just uh it's it's an interesting thing and it's it's actually coming it's it's coming up to the surface and uh the FIA is going to have to do a report or say something on it so we're I mean, well, and then and then when you are porpoising there are periods of enough unloading to where what if you had to suddenly break um and you you had to break when your tires were unloaded you would just you could be not only not stop or not prevent an accident, but you may create a spin that just wrecks havoc on numerous uh, drivers and cars in the field. Yeah. Ham- so that's well, one way to look at it, but I also understand, hey, we figured it out. Why can't you? Hamilton said that he, he, he was at certain times feeling unsafe um, because, there, you know, that, that, straight the longest straight isn't actually straight there's a there's a kink in it and but it yeah it's it's a a flat out left hand turn isn't it right to the right i think slight to the right but look at look at their helmet cam but they're they're going through that in that turn like in a turn right because it's flat out Um, and um, but look at their look at their helmet cams when they're going through that it's so you can't you're blurred in your direct vision straight ahead. And can you imagine looking in a mirror? No. Jumping up and down like that. That And I guess it's, I can understand the safety factor of it. But yeah. also, why aren't all cars have an issue with that? Red Bull had an issue with it early in the season, but they fixed it. I guess it's also, I know this was Mark Hughes this time, but on the race they were talking about it, that there is, it's more than just porpoising. There is porpoising, but it's also just the stiffness of the cars and the ride height in general. Like that's why it's so much worse on street circuits for, for cars that are, that don't have as a compliant of a ride because they're, they're having to run so much lower to get the ground effect to work better. Um, but it, it's a ride height thing too. And so that's what I'm saying is we can expect, which because it was a street circuit, so we can expect the same thing to happen in Montreal. Like, it's going to be another very difficult, bumpy, bumpy race. It, and it's it's not until we get to, you know, Paul Ricard, French, or we get to Silverstone. Like, I would expect to... I'm trying to, to get my grid rivals to line up so I can pick up... <laughs> I'll start to pick up Mercedes, <laughs> you know, for all the smooth, yeah, really. smooth circuited circuits. And then all the street circuits, I got I to gotta dump Russell for... But I think I actually have Russell for next week. But he's actually... He's, he's cashing points for me, so... Um, but I don't... I, it It's... Something's going to have to happen because if it's becoming unsafe, both either in, like, a racing circumstances or, like unsafe and like what happens if lewis does this after after azerbaijan and after montreal his back's screwed and he's like i can't race i can't i just won't i can't do it my back is messed up i mean boy that would be interesting what's going to be worse right running and and, and losing the positions on this field or like losing your driver (laughs) um boy i mean it I think we'll just have to stay tuned. So, yeah. Um, but that being said, overcoming their the bumpy, bumpy ride that was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, absolutely, probably the still, you know, the best that Mercedes can hope for is coming in 3-4 after double Ferrari elimination. But they're definitely still the third. They're for sure safely the third fastest car still. Nothing's changed there. Um, But... Solid, solid, really amazing effort well, on on behalf of both of them to 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 do that. The the other coming right next to Lewis is, you know, what's with Alfatari? I I I was so stoked to see what felt like old Gasly back, like 
No doubt. He was was really back to a return to like his, to where we saw him last year. Um, and, but honestly, if it wasn't for, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. And then Yuki Sonoda in the other Alphatari was doing great until that wing thing. And then, I don't know, it seemed like getting the mechanical warning seemed like unnecessary, you know, because they had taped, taped those pieces together and he just wasn't using DRS on his flipper wing. Uh, I don't understand why they didn't just retire him. He finished out of the points. Yeah, but he, he had what to. Was, what was to, why? Why did they? Why did? Why did anybody let him? Why did? Why were? They, why were they let back out? I feel like that car was not safe enough to be. Okay, out came he came in for a pit to get tires, and while they were doing that, it was a long pit, and they taped because see the wing, just half the wing would rotate. Yeah, I know. And so they they taped those sections together, and. He, they disabled, or he just didn't use his um, uh, DRS. Yeah. And he, he was able to, but where he lost is where he got the orange and black flag, which is something new to me, that the orange and black flag was a mechanical warning. Yeah. That he had to come to the pit, and it had to be evaluated and, re- and repaired, or if an FIA official deemed it unsafe he would retire well, i guess i guess they did that as an official was coming down to the, the garage and they're like well he's gone well, well <laughs> but my point is my point is there's no way after that long of a stationary stop you're not going to make it up on this track without drs period and you're right ne- you're but why was it necessary it wasn't necessary to begin with because they had already taped the two sections together. Oh, I think it's and necessary. And and basically unplugged his unplugged his DRS capability. You, okay, and we just got the talking. And when those, now, wait, 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 wait. Okay. And to me, that seemed very stable after his pit where they taped it the first time and he wasn't using his DRS. Those wings seemed very stable in that setting. And... I, that's why I'm saying the, the orange and black seemed unnecessary because the FIA had perfect vision of seeing if that if that uh, wing was becoming dangerous for other drivers. That that puppy was stable. Uh, it was stable even when one wing was slipping up and down, in my opinion. But let's see. And so I think it's it was still... unnecessary, and I think I think he would have finished reasonable, reasonably. Um, you know, better than 13th, probably. I, yeah, wasn't he running ahead of Ocon? I think he was in ninth. Yeah, he was, he was in the point. So. When, he, when that all came to Poopoo Town. And interestingly enough, AlphaTauri is the junior team of. Red Bull. Which also Max has had DRS. That's true. Intermittent. That's true. Function. But, so, that, but here's, here's my point is. Whatever happened, happened enough to break a carbon fiber wing. It broke it. Some forces or something enacted upon it broke that wing in half. So that's a one single piece that is now two pieces. And I think just looking at that, you have a broken wing. Who knows if that's going to come flying off? Or a, or a component that a, attaches to that part of that wing. Or, you know... And then you're saying you're going 220 miles an hour and that thing comes off and dr- and goes right into a car or worse, flies off and hits somebody in the stands or a, a marshal. No, I get or, it. But what, how is that different than a front ring that's flapping carbon fiber? Well, they would, and they pull them in usually. Yeah, they pull them in, either yank the piece off that's flopping and get them back out and it's no problem. I'm right? just saying at the We've point. We've seen it with barge boards and stuff. Yeah. And... How is that any different than um, a rear wing that you actually have a camera on constantly and can be monitored by the steward? I just don't think you're going to be able to do something like it's it's going to come off in an in in, in a split second. It's not going to like that. There's so much force being on a rear wing. There's so much more force coming to a, a rear wing than a front wing. 
but we don't know. I mean, maybe when it's when it's not engaged in DRS mode, maybe it's settled into like a bracket where there's no way it's going to come off. It's just part of its intrinsic. But, it, but I don't stability. think anybody would thought that it was going to break in half to begin with. Well, true. So, but I think I think I think most of the commentators thought it was an unnecessary orange and black. No, no. But I who are you who are you listening to? Duresta, everybody just, that I heard said, "Oh, that's gotta come. You gotta come in. You gotta bring that in." You gotta come I, in, which he did for the pit stop, and they prolonged his stationary time and taped that puppy together. I know, but even Duresta said, "I don't think that's good enough. That's not gonna." You can't if, well, if it was strong enough okay. to break carbon fiber, whatever happened to it, I'm sure it can rip tape. <laughs> well, or else but why wouldn't moving. all for or what if if tape's this indestructible perfect thing, then why aren't the cars built out of tape? <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Well they make wallets out of duct tape, don't they? So You've made a wallet out of my duct tape. My point my point I never did that. My point is, is once you have, if you're going to come in and stop for that long, you're not coming back from that. Especially if you don't. And have my point is, is the is the fifteen second stop to retape what they just taped, and it didn't. It, why didn't they? Why didn't they pull him from the race? Because it looked the same after they stopped him for the the orange and black, and put one more piece of tape on it. Did the wing didn't look any different? How does that one more piece? of tape make it more stable to allow him to continue the race if you're going to have that argument well we'll just stop here because i think he should have been retired and you don't think he should have been retired at all but regardless sonoda is having an app he's flying i mean he's kind of flying under the radar he's not getting a lot of attention but he's having a really great season well i'm pissed because i i played him in my fantasy oh i see and the truth comes out this is all for your little, your little fantasy game. Well, you maybe a little. Care less. <laughs> Just a little, maybe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sonoda's having a really good season, and it was a bummer to to, to see that happen, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think safe, just, safety yeah. is safety, and you gotta, you got. I feel like you gotta do. No, I totally agree. It's just like little things like that, you know, happen. And, and how, how in the world? When was the last time you saw a DRS flapper break in half? I never. I mean, has it ever I happened? Don't, I don't know. That may have been the first time. But, yeah. okay. So weird. So moving on, another person who seems to tend to really love the Azerbaijan-Baku circuit is Sebastian Vettel, who had an interesting race. Uh, did, did, did fairly well, I think, without his really puzzling runoff spin, runoff debacle, which I still don't know how he didn't make that turn. I, I literally was watching it before we started this podcast, and... The second time he over, he goes to overtake uh, Ocon, it was much. He had the Ocon was much closer to him the second time. And he had he did have nowhere near the gap that he did, and he made he made that that move. I I just don't. It was like may, maybe it was just. It that, did look weird. Maybe we, it, it was just that the cameras like it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, the cameras didn't. Just like do justice to the the speed he was going, maybe he knew. I mean, Stroll didn't make, couldn't make that turn to save his life, um, but maybe he just knew that he he genuinely wasn't going to make that turn. I mean, I guess that's what he he must have done. But man, what a sweet flick around, though. I was golly, he saved. I bet he he must he saved himself probably ten seconds. But I mean, and, and you quickly see, he, you see those from time to time. People do that, um, but I've never seen one that smooth. Like man, that just look. And I, he was I, only just a little ways off the track, and man, he made that decision, and wham! Yeah, now that I think he's also a little bit lucky he didn't get in a a a penalty for rejoining the the circuit in an unsafe manner. Yeah, that was. 
that was sort of close. <laughs> Who was it that went by him on the that, inside? I think there? that was Gasly. It was either. Oh, it was either, yeah, I think you're right. It was either Gasly so, or Hamilton. No, Hamilton had already gone through. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, Andrew. So, but man, what a it was a beautiful move, so quick. I mean, was he even five feet off? But the man, breath? he made it look good. <laughs> what a recovery! Really, though. And, and then you know how? Let's see. He was yeah. See, he was only four seconds, a little over. Um, you know, a little under about four seconds ahead of Alonzo. So if he would have done like what you're used to seeing where they go well into the runoff area and then flip it around and come back out. Or, or worse, if he would have He might have lost the play. Three-point turn. Probably. Well, he he lost two to the move, to that. Right. But I think he would have lost, I think he could he could have easily lost five. Like especially oh, if, he, yeah. if he if he didn't get that turn down and had to reverse it, I mean that takes half a minute to get yeah. those cars oh, yeah, to because, reverse. Yeah, because uh, the difference between him and Norris in ninth, it's only it's less than ten seconds. Yeah, at the end of the race. So, but he's also lucky to yeah. get a, a rejoining uh, in an unsafe manner, ten second drive through penalty. I don't know. He made that look pretty good too. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he trusted he trusted Gasly, and Gasly knew he had to slow and take the inside track. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Because he was he really didn't get that but, far off the track. But, but because he because Sebastian fully left the circuit, it's on the duty is on him to rejoin in a safe manner, not any of the other drivers. No right. other driver but should I have. Think, I guess he would have had to reduce his speed anyways because of a, a yellow flag. It would have been, yeah. So, right. I mean, it just goes to show the professionalism of the drivers. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, that was some, that's some skill, man. And that's a, it was worth bringing up and pointing out that uh, that usually doesn't happen that well. Yeah. I mean, they all make it, they can all make it look really good, but that was definitely the best I've seen. Best best 180 U-turn award goes to Sebastian Vettel, for sure. Agreed. Um, Fernando Alonso, he had a little bit of, of drama, a little bit of of uh, shenanigans, which he's very much known for. Um, well, why don't you tell us about it? So he, well, it was, it was the end of Q3, and everybody was rushing out to make it, <laughs> and... Oh man! Oh no! I missed the turn. I I have to go into the runoff. <laughs> and Albon, who was behind him, is like that son of a bitch, man. You all know, you all saw that. And then I guess like all there was like pretty there was a, quite a few drivers and ex drivers in the pit, you know, around that go. He knew what he was doing. He didn't miss that turn. He didn't make an error. He just but he he's not going to get called on it. And I mean, even he was choking down a smile when they were interviewing about it. Oh, you telling me? Yeah, he was biting his cheeks, baby. When's the last time you see a driver look that happy after not making it to the line for their final flying lap and have and blowing a turn? Do they are they usually happy about that? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a wily fox. He's uh, good for the. He's good for the sport. I mean, he, 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 if there's a, the one thing about Alonzo, if there's something there to exploit or find or get, no matter what it is, he's going to do it. You can count on it. Well, that's, that's the beauty of having a driver like that. Yeah. It's brilliant. You know, he, he may have really pushed the, the regulations to the edge, but nobody called him on it. What is it? Adrian Newey always says, "There's no spirit of the regulation. Regulation. <laughs> like if you want me to follow a rule, make it a rule, and I'll follow it. Yeah. But until then, it's fair. <laughs> I think they said, uh, you know, all fair in love and war and qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Then we have the two McLarens, which seemed to be okay. They they had a they salvaged a pretty decent 
points finish, double points finish, and then we were awarded with the drama of of uh, of Norris. You know, why can't I pass him? This is for a position. I should be able to pass him. I really thought he was going to go for a move at the end there. I really did. Um, but I guess I may maybe maybe Norris two years ago would have done that. But I think he's he's. I think he you, you can't you can't be the lead driver in a team and, and drive like that. You got to play the team game. Um, yep. And that and yep. that showed that showed because uh, that's not going to do any good too. But it showed a lot of it's it sh- I mean, he challenged it. He's like, but I think in the end he he I, I thought he was going, but I think in the end he he made the right choice because Daniel doesn't need any more beaten up on. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Just starting to feel it. I feel so bad for him. I just saw that he's um, he was on Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard, and uh, I'm, it's like an hour and a half long podcast. I I can't wait to listen to it. And I hope he. I wonder if they're going to get into any of that at all. And um, but from what I've heard, that he doesn't seem down in the dumps. Like he doesn't seem despond. Like you know. Like it's truly affecting him, and then maybe he's just really good at showing that, or not showing that. But how is it not? How could it not? And there's, I mean, we have to talk about the rumors that are coming out that, you know, he may not come back next year, and it it seems that it would be on his choice, not not McLaren. Zach Brown says otherwise, but he says there's discussions that need to happen, but. I mean, he is contracted to 23. So, yeah. I don't I don't know what... And there's it's still, a, there's still a lot of racism this season, too. And I was really encouraged that, you know, both McLarens did well in Q2. And so they got something. But it just didn't play out. Yeah. I just think... And, and, and Azerbaijan is kind of a... There's not a whole lot of other tracks like that on the thir- on the except Montreal. Well, it's not going to be as it's going to be worse than Montreal, I think, because it's older and yeah. and not older, but I don't know. Yeah, but I you just you just hate to see him struggling because he's just he, he just seems like a real likable guy. And I've gone it. I want another shoey. Yeah. Uh, Esteban Ocon, I think he. He looked, he, you know, he had several really good battles, really good defensive. He's a he's a remarkably good defensive driver. I'm coming to notice. Um, he he really does make it difficult for people to get past him, especially when you have the fastest straight line speed car. But he definitely gave. Well, no, wait a second. Was an Alpine Alpine? Um, weren't they the the fastest at the speed trap? That's what I just said. Yeah. I said it's easy it's, uh, to help be. Uh, it's, it's it makes defending a position easier when you have the fastest car in a straight line. Oh, okay, okay. It took it took. I mean, Hamilton. It took him Never. six laps to get past him. Mm-hmm. In a in a car where he was a second a lap faster, or more than a second a lap faster. So okay, yeah. Um, and then, boy, back to to bad luck, Alfa Romero. Um, I mean, we had Joe retired, and Joe was having an unbelievable race. Botas, I was excited. Botas uh, said, "I can't, I can't match him. I cannot, I can't match him." And there's, turns out there was something wrong with Botas's car. Um, but he, and I, I was wondering that because that just seems so off to have Joe doing that much better than him. Not to discredit Joe and his and his his awesome ability and he was having a really great race, but it's not ex- it, that there's something else there. I, I, and it was yeah. confirmed by his engineer. Um, but it's, you know, you know, I'm and I think that, that. Uh, super well, close, and I almost think that, into the points. Well, no, he wasn't, he got lapped, but he finished P11. Well, and then I think that, uh, they, the Alfa Romeo, uh, group really were, affected by that late uh, Q1 um, stroll crash 
with two and a half minutes left in Q1, it just wasn't enough time to put the heat in the tires. And I think it, I think uh, Alfa Romeo would have qualified at a, a much higher level. So that's even more impressive. When is going to get, get kicked out of that team? That's all I got to say. Well, I don't think, well, when daddy doesn't come up with the dough. Well, I mean, there's no way in hell that Stroll keeps that seat if if they sell that team. There's yeah. just no way. No, no. Well, agreed. Agreed. Um, and he's, I mean, he's never been that great. He's had some moments of of goodness. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, not a, he's not a bad driver, but he is not a, he does not deserve that drive. He doesn't, he's he, not a, he he's should, not a top he should be at Williams. <laughs> he should be at, you know, I mean, well, I mean that car's not performing to level that it it used to, but he's. I mean, look at the difference just between him and Vettel. Like, if you have any questions, absolutely, and yeah, and so, um, who knows who's who's going to come in? And will it be Herta? That would be kind of cool. Mm. Come in and take his seat. Uh, I think it all again. It all depends on who buys it. Right. If it sells, if I mean that's just rumors, but I I I would I would expect, I mean, yeah. Current F one teams have never been evaluated higher, and I and I I just don't see Lawrence sticking this out. Like they're losing a lot like of money. I think he expected. Yeah. Like he bought something, and that something has has very much changed. Um, but he's invested well, a he, ton he bought, of money. But that also all those investments that city. he's made also do make his team more valuable to then turn around and sell. I mean, that's just what I feel like he's going to sell it if he can. I think so. I think he's bored with it or something. And I think it'd be really because cool it was see. a good team. Yeah. Oh, they're, when they they're, when he they're bought a it, great team. He it, it's gone downhill since then. Oh, a hundred percent. But I think so much of that comes from 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 Stroll, just trying to to buy a fix to every problem instead of engineer one. Um, but I I well, would, I would like to see Andretti buy. It. I think. Oh boy, they're making it hard for that. And I don't understand it. I really don't. Why are they bending down to to VW? Literally changing engine regulations to try and entice VW in. Yeah, and they and they won't give Andretti a break. Who is a pro- like? Here's the thing: Andretti Racing wants to race. That's all they do. They're just racing. VW is getting in to the sport to make money and to sell cars. Maybe right. some R and D into sustainable fuels and and efficiency stuff and but let's be real. Andretti wants to race. He, they, he wants to have a winning racing team, and I think Formula One definitely needs more racing teams, not marketing well, strategies. Yeah, and I think Toto Wolf is a major blocker of that there's some kind of bad blood somehow mm. like uh i don't know he just seems so against it and he's and he's lobbying a lot of others and i mean let's face it total wolf's kind of got some clout and but boy he just doesn't have anything good to say about Andretti racing coming in mm. that, that they're that not they're not contributing enough threaten? money huh i don't believe that for one second did you see what they were willing to pay to get into the sport? They had to pay like this, like watered down fee to every team, and like it's a right. absurd. But that's still not enough for that's yeah. But it's still not enough for Toto. He's Ugh. totally against it. Something else. There. It's not enough. It'll always be not enough for that guy. Mm. Well, I mean, that, maybe that that's what it takes to be. As winning and as successful as he is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what was what was it that it's, it's worked out it well for of, him? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and that also where his power comes from. But what was it with Senna? Says what was the 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 highest level of competition in no, racing? The, the purest is the purest go karting. Yeah. Was go karting? 
But yeah, I think I think everybody says that, and that's because money. You know, it's all it's a level playing field. It's just the driver mm-hmm. to the most part. At well, least, at least, definitely the kind of carding that Senna was talking about. I think that's you right. know, changed so much right. now. It, but now that it's just the politics and the drama, and I mean that's uh, I mean like you can't, the business part, yeah, has overtaken the passion. The passion is to make money, not to be the best racer. It seems, yeah. I think and, I, I think they gotta. There's something that, that F1 has to do to work on that, because it's either making it a spectacle, and that's what we saw at the last race last year, and some of the decisions that Liberty Media have made, and but it, I mean, it does cost to go to do this. Like this, like there is there is always going to be some sort of business component to this because that's the only way you get to to build this stuff. The stuff costs an immense amount of money to create and run and, and fix and rebuild and develop. But I, I just, I just, I want to see what behind that. I I want to, I would love to see Andretti. I think it would be great for the sport. Um, I mean, it would be so cool to have three new teams coming in too. Um, cause you'll have the two, you know, potentially two, I think it's confirmed actually that Audi and Porsche. I don't know exactly. But that's when. not until. Oh, it's going to be twenty twenty six for sure. Right. So that's that's not going to be anytime soon. Um, Sooner than I mean, it, I mean that's what we. I think that's what we all said about twenty twenty two regulations. So mm-hmm. you know, and we're here and we're living them. And then for the most part, I think it, they've been great. But um, yeah. There's a lot, lot of stuff to keep our fingers on, keep watching, um, but I don't think we really need to talk about Schumacher, Latifi. <laughs> That's uh, no, they're they're where they are. Albon didn't really do anything to surprise us this week, but I don't think they, I don't think they could. I don't think they had any any ability, so to really do something right. It's it just it's. It... You know, it just kind of, I think there was a lot of uh, stuff that, um, uh, I mean, a lot of backing out of, like, you know, for Schumacher, uh, you know, trying to preserve the engine. Yeah. Because uh, he was, what is the deal? Leclerc went blammo on his third engine. It's, he's definitely. Now that's it. Man. Now, now that, then there's, Two thirds of the seasons left. Well, there is a, there's also a petition that I heard that there's so many drivers. They they were wanting a change of the rules or something because there'll be there'll come races there'll be so many drivers with penalties that it's going to affect the race. And I'm well, bummer. That that's just well a bummer. Or will it be that excitement and? Now we're going to have to learn how to manage our equipment better. I don't know. How, how do we, yeah. the strategy that plays into that. But as of now, Leclerc is, will be running on penalties the rest of the season, will he? I think. Three I, engines, I, three turbos, three power units. He's I guess well, there. there is the thing about reliability. You can make upgrades or you can change things for reliability's sake. And just like and they don't i mean it, it, you only get penalized if you take a new engine not if you rebuild the one that went blamo no think. wait i don't think you can re- i don't think you can rebuild an engine why not but you can take a component because that's not part of the regulation otherwise why wouldn't you rebuild an engine after you trade hmm. I mean, but what i under I but, like but what do. i understand no I don't think so. I don't think they can. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, but what I understand is like, like if, like if you if a, if your turbo is out, one of the turbos goes out, you can take a turbo off of a previously retired power unit and put it on to replace that, but you can't put a brand new one on. I think you can. You I, think, I think you can as long as it's for reliability, not for performance gains. Hmm. 
but it still is gonna it's gonna eat into your budget either way all of this is eating into their budget and we we that I'm a, I want to look in play. I want to look, look into, into that more for next for next uh, you do that for next time because um, uh, I thought you could take components off of previously retired power units. Well, I don't even think you have to. You can you can introduce a new power unit and still use an old power unit at the same time. They did that with Lewis last year. He got the new engine in Brazil, and then in Saudi Arabia, he ran a, a the older engine, and then in the final race, they ran the new engine again. Like you can get right. you take a penalty for getting the new engine, but it doesn't mean you can't not use your other engines. Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know if. If you reuse an engine that has been used before, I don't think you get a penalty for that because no. you haven't delved into the new equipment. No, you don't. You won't. No. I just said that. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> well, well, everybody report. We'll, we'll have to come back next week when we're talking about the Montreal Grand Prix, and and hopefully Dad will have an update for us on the the regulations, the regulations that are facing, and the penalties that are facing Leclerc and Ferrari in, in the upcoming races. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we're and we'll see you next next time. Yeah. All right. Later. Okay, Canada, show us something good. Yeah, please be better than Azerbaijan. <laughs> please. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.